we are live on the set sets yeah <laughs> it's been a while you've been oh, I, i've been pretty well um yeah just living out the winter here how was the uh, rest of your christmas break or i guess it wasn't break it was more like a business trip but it was it was good it was uh really good to stay at home i haven't been at home since 2017 or 16 wait yeah not no like 2014 because i moved out right after college um so it's been a while but uh and i haven't lived with my mom in since that too so it was it was uh really interesting to seeing you know getting meals cooked and all that stuff it was pretty awesome <laughs> funny how like the dynamics just like return to exactly the way they were too yeah yeah exactly like progression back to childhood when you move in with your parents for any amount of time yeah no doubt it, it yeah it was it was it was really interesting like um I, I don't know i know that you stay at your your parents like more probably more often than i do um and specifically like i usually would stay with my dad just because he's got a bigger house <clears throat> but in this case i was like living at my mom's house for like a month which was pretty cool uh and like you said it kind of takes you back dude i put on so much weight like while you're home yeah really my parents eat such rich food man well and and i think it's also just because i'm home like they just start making like the most like cheesiest foods and then yeah like, just the, the most dense possible stuff that was that was one of the best things it was like every day there was like dinner and like break like mom was like oh i bought you like a bunch of things for breakfast and all these things and i was like wow like this is like do you want me to pay like rent or like groceries or it's like no 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 it's all good and i was like hmm, this is kind of cool <laughs> yeah well plus yeah and and there's always like there's like dessert and like yeah everything's like a five course oh, meal there's so much junk food because they're like oh the kids are back let's get them the stuff that they like to eat and you're yeah. like mom <laughs> i'm an adult now i don't eat chips every day but you do <laughs> when you when available but i do when i'm home oh hell yeah I gotta say, man, when we were all in Kelowna, like, like you and me, but you and me and Ty, even like that was that was awesome, just to like have, you know, I, I don't, it just felt like back in, it was like, hey, you want to get together? Sure, okay, let's just go and do this thing or whatever. Yeah, it was so much fun, and and also just like now that we're adults, we're completely independent. We can just drive and meet up whenever we want, wherever we want. Yeah, exactly. No, it was really really That's awesome. Fun. We haven't really. Like, I guess, I guess there's a couple years, but you were in university and stuff like that. Other than that, it was just kind of, I don't know. It was the first time in a while where we've been like, hey, let's go do this thing. Okay, sure. Yeah, hopefully, uh, like, eventually, once we're all done with, well, once I'm all done with <laughs> all my bullshit, um, it can be like that permanently. Yeah, that would be it's awesome. Dream. Like, I think, uh, without getting too soppy, but sappy. Uh, like, I don't know, like friends, like <laughs> you and me and like even Ty and, and other people, like it's so hard to f come across. <laughs> like, you, keep, like... you keep like kind of excluding Ty <laughs> and even Ty. No, 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 no sorry, I go was ahead. just saying like outside of just me and you, um, I don't know, you mm -hmm, just don't mm -hmm. really find those friends that easily, you know, like even coming to Saskatoon and whatnot, it's, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of effort anyway, that's for sure. And that, trying to. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't come naturally. It's nice to have, yeah, people in your life that are just like a given. They're yeah. just like, oh, I know that I know that they're going to be up for for this, or I know that they're going to want to be down to just like hang out. Well, yeah, exactly. Right? Um, and like the that's definitely you. You generally need um like uh, you need a plan, or you need like something 
that like an event or mm-hmm. something to hold to like the cohesive mesh to hold people together now it seems yeah which is like kinda, just yeah. just just hanging out is not really as much of a thing. Like you, you wouldn't, you would never go up to someone and just be like, "Hey, you're cool. Do you want to just like sit, sit my at my place and, and do nothing, chat for a few hours?" <laughs> yeah, that, that still happens. Like people don't like, want to do that. I that still happens to like friend groups here and stuff like that. But like, I it just seems like that's what everybody wants, but nobody wants to do that with like new people. Like obviously, like I wouldn't want to, but yeah, at the you're, same right. Time, you're right. That's it'd be think, awkward yeah. as hell, but you're right. That is what everyone kind of wants. It's yeah. just, let's just have a discussion. Let's just talk about shit. Well, it was interesting. Too, you just need like, an excuse so that it's not yeah. awkward. About like relationships and stuff too. It's just kind of like, you should, you should find somebody that like you do want to do those things with. So you're not constantly like having to do something with them. Right. I know I've struggled with that in the past where it's just like you, the only reason you're together is because you're trying to do something. And when you guys are bored and alone, it's just like, man, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that your friendship just breaks down yeah wait a minute i don't enjoy being around you yeah. i just like doing things exactly. it's like oh man i just want like a really good friend but... <laughs> yeah totally yeah no it was, that was a great uh winter break mm-hmm. um, the weather was nice and cool it wasn't it wasn't as long for me but yeah it was it was really nice and we got to do our uh, polar dips yeah, that was awesome. Got to swim a few times. Gotta say, cool. I, I was. Surprised. Did you do that at all after I left? Uh, no, not not in the like. Um, I don't know. I I kind of wanted to, but I because I had sat down for like the three minutes or whatever. I didn't really want to do anything other than that. But also going alone to doing that, of course, is probably not the best idea. I don't know. Like I read this thing about cold water blackouts, and ever since then, I'm just been. I just like have it in my mind that's like I'm gonna be that person that like drowns or something. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah. No, you're right. It's probably best to do with people, or or at least do it like as the season changes. Make like a habit of doing it every day, and then you you'd know yeah better what your body is is feeling. Now, now that I'm back here, though, like uh, just to give you context on the weather over the past few days, it was minus forty five two days ago. Um, so it got Jesus. pretty cold, uh, and as a result, the water I was showering in got down to like one and a half to two degrees, and that was probably like the coldest I've ever felt water before. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Mine is still like nine. It's almost ten degrees. Yeah, so because I five. I know you sent me that picture of like seven or, or right. No, wait, I sent like you seven degrees. Maybe, maybe I was seven, like, but shit. I I definitely have one on my phone of two two point five or something. I was like. At what point is that's this just nuts. Like freezing water coming out of the, the pipes? Like, just, just ice. Damn. Dude, that's hardcore, yeah. Stick, I don't, I don't know, though, it. like, like awesome. five, like, two, three, four, five, six, seven degrees, they all feel, like, you all get that numbness and stuff, like, yeah. um, your body's turning red after a few minutes and all that crap. I, I found recently that, um, like, I can't, I can't get up and just jump into a cold shower anymore. Like, I, I'm doing... Like, first of all, I was doing that, but then I would take, like, so long because my brain would freeze every single time I put shampoo in. And so I, like, and then I was just like, okay, I'm just, like, not cleaning properly. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go, like, a hot shower. So I go from, like, one extreme to the other. So I'd take, like, a warm shower, and then, um, like, at the end, I step back, crank the water, and then I just, like, boom. And it's kind of, like, even crazier because you go from this hot water to, like, (laughs) two degrees. Yeah. I noticed I that too. That like at at like once you're below ten degrees, um, 
you can't really wash the shampoo out of your hair very easily. Yeah. And like good luck with conditioner. You're and like you're fucked. It even just like, um, the, so, like so I've been doing that where like I'll I'll bring it up a little bit to just to wash the shampoo out of my hair. And then bring it back down. Or, or I will, like, sometimes I'll, I, like, it's been, there's been a few days, well, especially because my house is really cold right now. It's, like, 20 degrees. Oh, wow. Oh, I can't, I, I've, like, maxed out the heater. But um, I think um, I'll, I'll just, like, I'll, I'll uh, do the same thing where I'll, like, bring, make it hot for just, like, a second. Yeah. Um, and bring it back to cold. But uh, I, I still try to always start in cold yeah okay and usually when it when it first starts it's not at max cold either like it like when you first turn it on it's like probably like 12 degrees or something hmm. um and like to me that's a that's a huge part of it for me is just like feeling like shit and bringing yourself into more shit <laughs> um but then like yeah you can you can totally like warm it up after that and and then cool it down at the end i i'm finding like and this is like a me issue but if I know that I have to take a cold shower, I like that's when my days start getting like that's when the hardest is like I'm just gonna sit in bed and just like or I'm just not gonna wake up. It's just like this is so <laughs> just avoid it. But if I fake myself into having if I am like oh no we're gonna take a warm shower and it's like okay and then I get in there I'm just like fuck you now it's time to get cold. Yeah. <laughs> so for me it's just that decision yeah. of getting up and getting immediately into it even though there's been like no activity or or anything like that. If I take if I do like a workout or something, then I'll take it, jump it right in. Because usually the hot shower is like, fuck, this is way too hot. Like I can't even deal with this. Um, so the cold yeah. Nice. This morning was tough. This morning was tough because like I yeah again it's like it was it's twenty degrees this morning in my house, which is like I'm. I like it to be pretty warm. Like generally, I'd keep it around like twenty four if it was up to me. <laughs> um, so like twenty degrees is pretty cold for me. Um, so like getting into the shower in, when it's already kind of like morning and cold and dark man it's so hard so <laughs> i i just did a bunch of push-ups yeah um and then like you did that in the hotel the dog had like, yeah so I, I generally like i'll when you do push-ups like you feel the warmth in your arms and that helps a lot that's something that i've um, been uh trying to hit not as a daily goal but just i just like randomly i read a i read a couple books one was by david goggins himself called can't hurt me and it was basically mm -hmm. about him just being a, a psychotic person and, and doing crazy strength <laughs> feats. but then this other book was called uh living with a seal or 30 days with a seal or whatever and it's by the super rich guy named jesse itzler who like started a private jet company like that's what he started with like he just like made it with a friend and then just like got super big even though they didn't have money when they did it um and uh he hired david yeah. goggins to come live in his house for 30 days and so he, he basically went from like this dude who did like nothing and like a little bit of running and stuff to like doing like a couple hundred push-ups every day and like all this stuff. And so I was like, huh, I'm just going to do a hundred push-ups every day. And I've started doing that. And, you know, I usually do like 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups and then 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups. And I do that 10 times. Um, it's pretty mm. difficult when you get to like 80. Um, but yeah. that's what I've been trying to do. And that's kind of like how I end my workouts because no, no jujitsu gyms or anything like that are open right now. So I'm just kind of trying to figure out what the hell to do. Right. Yeah, it's a tough time for like, well, really anything mental health related yeah, <laughs> or health related. Just like we're on lockdown still, like straight, like complete lockdown. So like nothing's open. That's wild. Um, and and we're only like we're only technically allowed to leave, um, for work like and essential. exercise and food. 
Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. We are not quite as bad, um, but it's like there's still like I guess I guess we're definitely not as bad because gyms I think are still open, but you have to just be super careful and all that crap. But I mean, it's basically kind of the same. Like I don't do anything <laughs> like you yeah, know, other than go outside <clears throat> for food, <laughs> and I don't even get exercise outside because I just do everything in inside. So yeah, our restaurants open still. Yeah, it's can you go inside? So that's that's the other thing is like you can still do that which is nice. Are, are the cases going down Ontario or even though it's in lockdown, they're still not doing anything. I don't know. I haven't been watching it actually, but I, I think it's still pretty bad. I know they, they, the university is freaking out right now because, um, so they, they let people live in residences. Right. Um, and, uh, at first it was just like people that are like really have nowhere else to go and international students and stuff, but they opened it up a little bit more this semester. Um, and there was a big, party there's big like unsanctioned <laughs> party and uh and so far there's like there's like 40 something people have tested positive from that one party oh my god and and like the school is pissed and <laughs> like there's a there's a, a subreddit called our guelph yeah and like there's so many people that are just like you need to expel these kids I'm just like man like what, what do you, you think was gonna happen what do you think like do you really think these people like these kids First year students at university are gonna give a shit about like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, good luck. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of kids too, right? I yeah. mean, it's like, and like they're they're not even like adults. Like, like what would you be first year? Like eighteen years old? Like depending on how old you were when you went in there? Like it's just kind of like yeah, probably nineteen. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. So it's just like 18, man, 19. what did you <laughs> like? Uh... <laughs> Which it was kind of hilarious. The university's Expel, like freaking yeah. out though. They're so like their their uh, their emails are so like strongly like unsanctioned <laughs> yeah. event. All the it went words. against university and health or like and health guidelines and all these things. Painful reminder of the state of <laughs> like, and then yeah, the subreddit of just like non students clearly like people that yeah. like just from Guelph just. These are adults. They need to like they they made their choices. They can be expelled or fined. And it's like, yeah, are they adults though? Like, yeah. really? And I mean that like, sure, if I you want to find them, go ahead. Like, uh, like that would be reasonable. But like ruining, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a very tricky subject, right? Because on one hand, you have like this thing that could potentially kill tons of people, whether they're old or whatever the hell. Um, but then on the other hand, you just have life and like these kids. Like, you can't expect one like eight months to change how somebody was has been raised for 17 and a half years right like true plus i mean you've got like hundreds of kids living in a residence or living in resident residences near each other going fucking insane because they can't yeah. see and whether or not even even if they didn't have a party i would reckon that like one person gets it it's not like these 18 year olds are all of a sudden the cleanest people in the world they're gonna be sanitizing doorknobs and crap like that right oh yeah like, yeah yeah but so I, I get both sides of it, but um, I, I don't know. It's the same same kind of concept as like that thing that happened in the in the what was it Congress or the Senate or whatever that that giant mm. raid. People are like crucify right, these people, yeah. do all these things, da, 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 da. and I I don't know what stance to take because it's kind of like on one hand it's like yeah a few people like really went in there and like that chick got shot and like you know you don't know what the intentions are of somebody with a backpack and a mask on and shit like that. Um, but on the other side, you have mm. like this president who is basically just like brainwashing all these people to do exactly that and so it's like i don't know yeah like should these people spend the rest of their life in like you see that one chick 
and maybe this is a one-off case where she might actually be like a Russian plant or some crap like that. But she like took Pelosi's like laptop or something like that. And then it was like, oh, I will yeah. sell this to Russia or something like that. And the fine for that is basically like the death penalty. And like in the case where she might just be an innocent person that has this laptop and is freaking out, I, I feel like that would be like, hey, give it back and we'll we'll take this as like a fuck Donald Trump. And like, this is maybe not the best, you know, show of his leadership. If she is a Russian thing, it's like, okay, well, that's a spy, and she's, you know, whatever you guys deal to deal with that. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like that's that's kind of the same. Yeah, no, dude, I totally agree. I think these are they're like, they're like people that are like hurting, basically. Like they're like they're kind of the victims, in a, in. Well, really, yeah. I mean, they're they're the victims of brainwash, essentially. Like they've been, they were easy targets to yeah. get. Um, and yeah, I guess you can say they're like sort of self-organized, but like, I don't know how self-organized they are and who knows, it could have been like Russian organized, who knows? Well, I think, um, I think they weren't organized at all because if you, if you like organized in the sense that they collected a mass of people to do this, but if you look at what happened, what they did when they got in, it's like they never expected to even get that far because they got in there. Just yeah, like, that's true. Shit, what do we do? Like, like there was no motive behind, it's just like, oh man, this dude dressed up in a fucking spear and like a weird hat and okay, now you got what you want. It's like, he's like, oh, dude. I, I yeah, I think it's the, nat the nature of crowds, right? It's like, if you got a bunch of super angry people that have been told that, like, this is how you should be acting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I, I think um, there's a uh, there's a documentary on Netflix. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Uh, yeah, it's it's basically it's about um it's this this um uh, no it's about this woman that um was at the Charlottesville um riots and all that like hmm. uh, with like the, um she's like a journalist, journalist that just like happened to and she was like interviewing all these neo Nazis right and. It's just fascinating because you you get to see that like all these neo Nazis have like they've clearly like never met a Jew like they're clearly like just like super dumb yeah and like I think in, in a lot of cases they're like mentally challenged or inbred or or like mentally Is that what's unstable yeah or alt right major rage no no I white think... right meeting the enemy by Dia yeah Khan. That's it. yeah yeah that's it that's it that's it Dia Khan. You, you like you actually start to like it's it's funny too because like she's a minority and she's interviewing all of them and right and um you can tell that like they are so starved of like human connection mm. that like they're so happy to have this beautiful woman talking to them right and like so you sad. you really start to like yeah you really start to emphasize with them and realize that like they're just full of hate because they've been so shit on and and are just like actually mentally unwell yeah i, I agree 100 percent and and not to get like racist but or like uh whatever <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the word would be when you describe people from the, the south but it's just like you're you're breeding people in that same like that same mindset so it's like you have this toxic pool of people and nobody ever leaves because they you know they don't get the opportunities to leave or whatever and maybe the few people do but it's like how can you expect some like that to change like you have all of these views telling you who to be and so like yeah you're right when somebody comes there and actually it's different it's like whoa what, what what are you talking about right 
That's right. Like they have all these weird beliefs that, you know, these, these people are lesser and are just aren't intelligent. And, and then they meet somebody that's really well-spoken and they, and it kind of just, it just dissolves any feeling. Of, and it like, it, it makes it so that they cannot possibly believe that because they're mm-hmm. having they, someone that's clearly more intelligent to them, talking to them and being um, really genuine and kind to them. And yeah, they're think... so starved that, that, that that's like, yeah, that's really what they needed to cure their, their, the kind of false um, narrative that they're under. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that same prerogative is like for bullies and all that stuff in school too. It's like a bully based on how he was raised feels the need to put other people down and so that he feels on top when really it's like that he you know he's the one that's suffering not the mo- maybe not the most depending on what the the bullying is but you know what i'm saying right like it's like that person is the one that's damaged and you know maybe mm-hmm. they're just lacking that love and compassion that they didn't get from their parents or whatever the hell yeah the perfect example of that is like those like child soldiers yeah where like they're like the, the people that are going in and stealing children and like forcing them to kill people and like making them child soldiers were child soldiers yeah. like it's this self-perpetuating loop right yeah it's like and and really interesting it's like who is the victims it's like they're all victims mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and i think too like you have to be kind of really careful with how you preach that subject too because like if i was to if, if somebody who was not as well spoken was to go down to the deep south they would or wherever um the people would chances are would, would probably be like oh like you're you know i'm feeling put down because you're, you're like mm. talking down to me right and if that's the case well fuck you i'm gonna i'm gonna come above and, sh- and put you like you know that's where like all the racism stuff comes from it's probably like people were feeling uh, you know challenged or too much of an ego and so it's just easier to shut that person down entirely than it is to take their opinion into consideration yeah i think it depends on like what you, like what intentions you're bringing to it like i think you can bring about a lot of change just by being respectful of people. <laughs> yeah. And um, so many people just get, or people that are motivated by anger, um, just strengthen the opposition. Definitely. If you like, like, I think that's one of the main problems with like Twitter and Facebook is that you, you only see the extremes and the extremes generally get you upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know they'll um and when you get upset it doesn't like when somebody's telling you you're an idiot or you're stupid for believing something it just makes you double down yeah exactly i think like the fact that there are still flat earthers is is partially part of that problem is be, is that people have made them feel so stupid that they've just like Doubled down on their beliefs. <laughs> yeah, or they maybe yeah. they've even started to believe it themselves. Like, like I think there's a there's a point where like you've lied, you know. Yeah, I guess doubling down is a good way of putting it. But like you've told yourself a story for so long that eventually that story is such a big part of you that if you were to shut it down, you're gonna go into like a psychotic breakdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's interesting what you said yeah, about totally. the intention because I read this book. It was, it was actually kind of like a it was a book called Models by Mark Manson, and he's like a not a womanizer, but like kind of just in terms of being like a better person sort of thing. Um, and he goes into this whole idea about like these, I can't remember exactly what he called it, but it was basically like a subconscious contract. And even though like, so, so the, 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 the gist of it was that intention rings true. So somebody can like read your intention 
like right away without you even communicating what it is. Um, but it gets interesting where you have like these these like subconscious contracts where you're basically trying to fake that you have this intention and people can see right through that, you know? And so it's like when, you know, when you get like approached by like maybe a sleazy salesperson or whatever, you, you can tell that their intention right away is like not for you, even though they might be appearing really like mm -hmm. promising or whatever, right? <clears throat> just thought that was an interesting topic there. I thought we could segue away from that, but <laughs> I just killed that whole line. No, I, I think it is really interesting. I, um, I mean, apparently the reason we have like the whites of our eyes is so that we can tell people's intentions better. Hmm. Kind of, I you can track people's eyes. Interesting. That makes sense. That's I guess. Like a, it's a very social, um, like a social adaptation. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think like there's there's something to be said too for like uh, people the the people that are best at misleading people and manipulating people. Are the people that are the best at lying to themselves well yeah because then and you like, can lie to yourself and then you basically believe that that intention is no longer a contract exactly. that you're trying to sign it's like that's who you are and it's real scary is why apparently um uh lie detectors like well they they don't really work very well anyway but mm -hmm. um on psychopaths and sociopaths like it, it doesn't uh they don't ever fail yeah a lie detector test yeah they because they believe lie detector test tests when you're feeling like kind of tense right mm -hmm. oh i'm i'm lying or change of heart they don't or, feel yeah. they don't have any they don't feel any different when they're lying mm -hmm. they don't care they, they did a <laughs> thing and i don't know how true the study would be but um like daniel negranu who's like a famous poker player a professional poker player um he also basically beat the lie detector test as well because he's so good at you know doing that i don't know for sure if that was like a heavily done study or if it was just like one of those things where it's like can a poker player beat a lie detector test? I don't know. Um, but it was kind of interesting that I was like, he probably could. Um, and I think in certain points, like even myself, like in my history, some of the things that I've spun up or whatever, I probably could have gotten, you know, a couple things to pass. Um, and, and it gets real weird when you think about like the past, you're just like, was that how that went? Or did I like tell myself like, like that's why I think they're trying to like dismiss witness statements or testimonies in yeah. like cases because it's like, the the brain has such a good way of like changing every single time you like reactivate that that memory or whatever dude i got tons of memories like that where i'm like i was like did like is this a real memory or is yeah. it not yeah or did <laughs> you I know just like i can perfectly something? Uh, yeah um yeah i've definitely had that lots of times and i think i think a lot of childhood memories are like so old they've basically been fabricated at that point like they might have some semblance to reality but mm -hmm. if someone were to be like oh what color shirt were they wearing you're like no i think it was green yeah. and then in your memory it's just like it's green now like yeah. that's that is your memory yeah exactly um it's crazy how well your brain can do that well and then on top of brain that is like you also you also have dreams organ. oh sorry yeah true <laughs> yeah yeah very interesting fact about uh lie detectors i just remember this um the dude that invented the lie detector is also the guy that uh, created the Wonder Woman comics. <laughs> really? Yeah, because you know how she has like the lasso that's like makes people tell the right. truth. Right. That was the. Uh... It was like he, he like he like used that as an inspiration for this hmm. contraption he made. It's pretty crazy. That's kind of wild that like his imagination kind of spawned. I guess that's like create imagination spawns everything, but like that is interesting. 
pretty rare nowadays for people to just be able to invent things <laughs> like, yeah. like that. You can just be like, oh, well, I'm a comic book writer, but uh, I'm just going to invent this crazy piece of contraption that's going to be used for, like, decades. Yeah, and, like, it's... it's pretty nuts. It's it, <clears throat> one thing to even think of it, but the second is to, like, follow up with it, right? Like, that that's actually what's happening yeah. in my life right now is, like, with all these businesses that I'm spinning up and stuff like that, it's, like, really getting into that mindset of just, like... I, I can do it, you know, it's just like, it's like nothing really like, like for a while there and not that I'm trying to compare myself to Elon Musk, but, um, thinking about like <laughs> him and I was just like, how does some guy have the time and energy to like start all of these majorly successful companies taking away like the superficial things that like money can do for you, like cooking and crap like that. Um, but after like, like really when you break it down, it's really not that difficult. You have X amount of hours in your day. And like those hours can be really put to use like um and and like it, it all really depends on what you want and and like it really makes sense to me like if you're solving a problem that the world is having that will take off essentially um and even if something is out there that solves that problem already if you can make it a little bit better it will take off as well um and uh, since like realizing that kind of thing, it's just, it's just been like so much easier to like start new projects and like kind of get them to like what we call like MVP states where it's like, okay, we want this like uh giant app. Um, okay. We want this, but that's impossible to like quantify right now. So what is like the first, like the minimum viable product is what MVP stands for. What is like the, the least amount of work we have to do to get something out there so that we can at least test our theory of this being a good idea. Um, and just spinning up those like is so easy um, and like we've been doing those constantly with this business that I'm do like kind of running right now and it's proven to be really um, well in terms of productivity and just like creation um, like for example this podcast and then um, you know my stuff and whatnot like it's just like man I just want to create more and it's like well it's really not that hard I just need to find a good friend you know start a podcast with them and then just commit to a schedule and it's like the MVP was, okay, let's just do one episode. The next one was like, okay, let's put it up. You know, the next one's like, okay, well, let's get like an actual name going and da 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 da. And now, you know, we're 10 episodes in. It's just kind of like, huh, that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah, I and mean, now we got the gear and we're getting, I, I think we're getting a little bit better at it. Yeah, and, and I think what's <laughs> I like really, what's really cool is like the momentum is definitely carrying into my life. Like I carry myself a bit better than I used to before this, you know, because I have the equipment, because I can just, uh, formulate my thoughts well um it feels really good it's like a nice productive thing when we do it every week which you know we kind of flip and flop but based on other priorities in our lives and stuff like that um and so like overall i think it's just a really positive thing and it's just like why wouldn't you do this right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i mean yeah, yeah i mean it, it we'd probably get similar benefits just from talking every week but this gives us a common goal to to actually make it happen <laughs> yeah and and i think the intention to like again going back to the intention it's like our intention is not to make this a giant thing like we are we don't care if anybody's listening or whatever right and and the chances are that somebody finds this conversation actually and, and they're just like oh man i gotta follow these guys and let's just hear what they babble about for an hour every single week probably not <laughs> that high um but just like the the reason that we're doing it is just like for better to like, you know, become better friends and that kind of stuff and just do this. It makes it so much more fun. And like, there's endless things to talk about. Um, and uh, yeah, there's one other thing I was going to say, which was really the, the moral of that point, but I forgot about it. So it'll come back to me. 
the crux is gone. Yeah, you're still a good friend, but that's not exactly where I wanted to end on that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you're gonna wonder, woman. Did you see the new one? No. It's terrible. Don't. I, I heard. <laughs> I, I heard that. So bad. I feel like even uh, even bringing that subject up these days is like a iffy subject because if you bring anything where like a woman is like a lead in something now and you're like that was terrible it's like oh you're just saying that because it was like oh da, da, da. it's like how do you just be like no i'm saying it just because it was a shit movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally um, no the first one was great i thought i liked the first one i i one honestly like i would love to i i haven't seen any of the marvel movies um, since like Iron Man one two, and then I think I saw Thor, and the reason is just because it's like there's just so much. Like yeah, yeah I don't know where to start. It's it was nice when there was like one movie came out. You look forward to the next one. That one came out, and then all of a sudden it was just like they opened the floodgates and like this formula works. Everybody will watch him. So we just populate it with crap, and the river is now so stinky you don't even want to jump into it. Yeah, they went hard. Um, Thor Ragnarok is probably the best one in my opinion. Because it's, uh, it's funny. Sorry, just to go back to that one thing, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, the real thing that I like about the podcast and just like getting it out there is like not really, like, not really caring too much about what I think. You know, like not caring at all. Like, I used to be like, oh man, my voice kind of sounds weird on like the mic. Da 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 da. Like, uh, what are, what are other people going to think? Like, what happens if people start? I, I don't care about that kind of stuff anymore. And that has had the biggest impact on me in terms of just like my career and all that other stuff. It's like. I don't, I don't mind about throwing an app out there if it's like unfinished. Like if it, you know, I don't care if somebody people, people see it. Like I just care less about other people's opinions. That's like the biggest thing that I like about this. It's especially easy because no one's listening. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we do have like a few listeners for some reason, like two days ago, it was really popular, but, uh, yeah, well, it's probably just me picking it back up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I definitely agree on the, on the movie point of view. Like, I don't know it's it's just i hate it when they find that formula because then they just grind it out like star wars right now what did they just release like five potential plots or something like that five potential movies they're going to capitalize on yeah they're going pretty hard i actually the the one that i am excited for uh is the obi-wan tv show right i haven't seen yeah. yeah they actually got ewan mcgregor oh wow. i'm back as obi-wan and i love him i love ewan mcgregor he's like one of my favorite actors so I'm totally down. And actually, I did. I did like the Mandalorian. I haven't finished it, but I did start watching it. Um, and uh, it's I, like hit and miss, but yeah. it's like just enough cheesiness to it's. It's very reminiscent of the older Star Wars, right. in my opinion. I the reason I stopped is just because there was nothing else on Disney that I want to watch, and so then I just discontinued my subject. And I was like, oh, I guess I don't get to watch Mandalorian anymore. I was like, okay, right. <laughs> like it wasn't. It wasn't so good that I was like twenty bucks a month worth it or whatever. So yeah, yeah. But maybe I'll get it for a month and just crush it. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. I, I like it. It's. I, I think it's better than the movies. So. <laughs> Probably. Uh, or you mean like what movies? Like the old ones? No, no. The, oh, like the new yeah, ones. Like the ones that are coming out. Now. I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. them. So. Yeah, the episode seven is I really really liked, and then mm -hmm. eight and nine are absolute trash. Well, eight is absolute trash. Yeah. Nine is like trying to make up for how much trash episode eight was <laughs> and it ends up being pretty trash so <laughs> yeah, they've, they've... i thought they had a good start jj abrams had a good 
good go at it. Nice. And I don't know. I don't know who did this episode eight, but it was so, so bad. <laughs> I see. And like, I when I hear something. about this, I'm never going to watch them now. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you watch episode seven. I don't know. The thing is, is like, you have so much money behind these movies. Like, do you really not have somebody go, hey, this, like, this is a bad idea. Or, like, this is a terrible side plot. Like, nobody gives a shit about this. Like, especially with Star Wars, where there's, like, so many passionate people. Mm-hmm. But I guess I, I guess part of it, too, is at that level, there's people are making so much money that yeah. you don't I, want to be the guy that is, like, hey, well, I don't I know think, if this is a good idea. I think at that point, too. You have you're not answering to the people that are writing. You're answering to the shareholders, and that same thing is true when it when you look at Project uh, or Cyberpunk, right? It's like, yeah. did people not play this game on staff and be like, hey, this is this just straight up doesn't work? Um, but it's like they, those people don't make the decisions. It's the people that sit on the board of directors on shareholders saying, well, no, if you don't do this, you're not ever gonna be on our staff again, which is really toxic in terms of creativity because. You, you can't do that to like an artist right and, yeah, and, and maybe in this case maybe some people pressure. are just eating up and just taking all the money that they can because like i said they have a formula where people are going to go see fast and furious just because it's fast and furious people are going to go see star wars just because it's star wars you can just capitalize on all those people and you probably have like i don't know 25 movies until somebody's just like actually like this is complete shit like you know they could degrade the quality so much and people will still watch it yeah, I think, yeah, cyberpunk is a whole other thing. I think what happened is, like, with The Witcher, um, when they came out with The Witcher 3, like, it was clearly, like, beyond the scope of anything they'd ever made, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Um, and they just, like, they couldn't do any wrong. Like, they were just killing it. Mm-hmm. I think it was because they didn't have the pressure, you know? The Witcher yeah. 2 was not exactly anything amazing. Um, like, like, all their previous stuff was, like, not wasn't that big mm-hmm. but like they put they put just like so much passion into it and i think that's what made it so good um with cyberpunk like they started with all that passion and they started with like a massive like i think they 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 started with conceptually too big of an idea mm-hmm. and they didn't realize how difficult it was going to be they're they, they just like hey we made this massive thing and it, it was amazing so let's do it again and make it way bigger and put way more money into it but it just didn't scale properly. And they ended up making like serious changes um, early on. Like, well, I don't know if you yeah. like remember watching some of like the initial gameplay, like, like a couple of years ago, there was like, there was like wall running and like, mm-hmm. um, it, was all, it was like, it was crazy. It was really, really cool looking. And then they're like, okay, well, we're actually going to take that out because yeah. we couldn't make it work. Yeah. Um, and, we're gonna like they they ended up having to change the the gameplay completely um i think be, just because they they started with mm-hmm. too large of a scope well and, I and think, they just I had to too... minimize 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 and then they were they needed to release mm-hmm. because they've been they had so much pressure to release and i think it all goes back they to that same thing we we're talking about the contention as well right like when they were a smaller company their intention wasn't well, maybe their intention was to make a lot of money, but like their intention was first and foremost to make an awesome game. And so you don't have, like you said, the pressure to execute. Um, and then I think also what is a huge detriment too, and this is probably again a shareholder directive, is um, people getting hyped 
about it, right? As soon as you introduce like any form of hype and you give people like a year or like many years to like dwell on that and like you've shown them uh, an animation, not actual gameplay of like how it's going to look, you, I think you've dug yourself a hole because now you're never going to live up to people's expectations. Personally, I didn't see anything about cyberpunk. I actively avoided everything a because I was lazy and B because I was just watching other things. Um, so when it came out, yes, I saw the bugs, but I still found it was a good game. Like that's cause I didn't know about all the things that I didn't have. Right. Yeah. I also think there's going to be like a bunch of patches over the next year and then it'll be killer. I think so too. I think that one of the things I, I was watching, it was on a game developer, uh, YouTube and, and he was like, um, or, or you ever watched Soviet Womble? No, he's, he's like this, uh, UK or, or European YouTuber. And he's really funny. He makes really good content just around like laughing with his buddies on like battlefield and other like Arma simulators and stuff like that. Anyway, he came out with what, uh, he dubs like a video essay on like creation of games and stuff like that. And it was really interesting to watch as a developer because, um, it goes into like your evangelist fan base. Um, and, and like the types of fans that you're reaching out to. And so if you hurt your like evangelist fan base, the people that really care, the people that start the wikis and the forums and all this stuff around the community, if you hurt those people, they're never going to come back. Um, and if you look at what happened to like No Man's Sky, which was promised to be an awesome game released, completely shit the bed. They pretty much hurt all of their initial fans. They did patch that game, and today it is a really good game to play, apparently. I played it. Um, I quite found it enjoyable. wasn't really my ray of sunshine, um, but at the same time, it was a good game. But people won't play that anymore. It'll never get as good as because what they promised and they didn't deliver on. So you've hurt those people to the core and promised them something and then took it away. And to me, I think Cyberpunk will face that same issue where um, you know they'll never they'll never fully make everybody happy any again because of what they've done, which sucks. Yeah, it'll it'll make people really, really hesitant to buy into their next projects too. <laughs> well, perhaps, perhaps not because like, again, um, I saw this meme yesterday actually on Reddit and it was just like somebody, it was like four panels, right? And it's like somebody bitching about Cyberpunk. The next panel's like, well, don't pre-order the game. And then somebody's like, well, I'm keep, keep bitching about cyberpunk. And the last panel is like, well, don't pre-order the game. It's just like people always pre-order. And at that point, it's like, you can't really complain because like you're buying it before you, you're basically saying, take my money. I don't care what I get. And then yeah. you get all butthurt. And it's like, you could have just saved yourself $80 if you didn't buy it in the first place. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. The only game I've ever pre-ordered was dark souls three. Because. And was there like a reason you did that? I knew. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, you got something, mm. but, um, it was more just like, I, I knew I wanted it so bad Right. <laughs> and there's like, there's no, there's no way it could fail. I don't yeah. know. Like to me, it was just like, they, from software has just never done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they don't really care about got the product of, they get my money. That's yeah. just what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Take my money. I, I'm pretty I mean, I'm pretty stingy regardless, um, but in terms of like pre-ordering and stuff like that, I just don't, I, I haven't really found a game in such a long time that I've really been faithful to, or, or maybe maybe a game I have been, but not like a developer of a game, right? Where I'm just like, 
because usually it's just like oh i'll just buy when it comes out unless there's where, where they get me is like if somebody was to release a game and then give you like a shitload of like cool cosmetics or like something that you just will never be able to get unless you pre-order that's like the only thing that i'm really buying and it's kind of like a shitty mm -hmm. thing because it's like it's just a complete waste of money but um yeah it's still kind of cool yeah yeah man i went to i don't know if you got my text i think you probably did and you just ignored me but um i went to a buddy's <laughs> house here in saskatoon and it is the spitting image of your oh, house okay yeah you did message this and i i i, I didn't really understand oh. what you were saying you just said you should because did you send a picture or something no i don't think i did i probably should have okay because I, I, I kind of was i was like uh, the reason i didn't message back was i assumed you'd sent me a picture oh fair enough um and i was like waiting on that to come through because you were like dude you gotta check out this house um and then nothing i was like okay let's see it, let's check it and out. then nothing and i was like okay, okay. I'm, i guess it's just loading or something that's why i ignored okay. you fair fair point that's on, <laughs> that's on me not on you um but so so basically i'll give you like the quick layout of this it's a friend of ours sure, yeah. um who like moved out of his place and just like moved into another one with his buddy um and they're like a sound engineer and then i think they're two sound engineers i'm not sure what they do um, but they basically create music and all that kind of crap. And uh, what's really interesting is like their their house that they were at before, they would blast the bass and like their neighbors would like constantly be calling them and be like, turn it down. It'd be like 8 p.m. And they'd be like, no. Um, so they moved, but they moved into like the top of a bike like uh, repair shop, like a motorcycle shop or whatever. And so it's like it's like a house on top of like a building. And so they have like no restraints in terms of like sound and all that stuff and you get there and it's like this ghetto kind of like you open the gate and you have to like walk up the stairs and that's where like the loft like the, the room is but anyway so you walk in and it's kind of like this uh just kind of like a really old you just, you just kind of like put together like really old kind of stuff just kind of like random things from here and there um but then you get into like there you like it's all like one giant room right so you like just walk through the kitchen you walk through the dude's bedroom the bedroom is like in the hall which is it's kind of weird um but then you walk <laughs> And at the back of the house is like the entire sound room, couch, living room, all that kind of stuff. It's almost like the exact layout of like your guys' downstairs, which is super cool. Um, and like all the walls are covered with like um, kind of like mismatched like like uh, lights and then just also like sound um, soundproofing things as well. Um, and then just like a shitload of carpets everywhere. And it's just like, it's, I was like, man, this place reminds me so much of like that castle that you guys used to live in. And That's I was like, awesome. if you could see this, like you would be like, and they even have like a wood burning stove in the house too. I was like, man, this is yeah. so cool. Dude, that's like my dream um, house is to, is like super open like that. Just like yeah. everything's connected, but they're not like, no, basically no hallways, I guess mm -hmm. is what I would want. And I, like not well, a lot of rooms, just yeah. like giant chamber where pretty much everything is connected i i would love a loft like like for example your room when you were upstairs on that yeah. little thing if you had that of those of like a better staircase not like a ghetto ladder and then like an open <laughs> concept that would be like the best possible layout for me we ended up building a staircase it was still ghetto but it wasn't did you it was like made of like particle board yeah to your to your oh yeah i remember that i remember that it's like covered in like like nails and stuff right <laughs> i do remember that but yeah. i don't know my i was um, thinking about this i think it was all the time but like my dream home is 
like I don't really care too much about the layout so much so that the living room or like main area has like giant windows and then overlooks some form of like like either a lake or like a river or like some kind of thing where I'm not really looking at other people that to me is when mm-hmm. I know I've made it when I can just sit there you don't need a tv you just basically sit and just look outside and you're just like wow yeah yeah I'm t- same I, I'd love I'd love a view yeah. um I guess that's what it's called a view <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'd like a I don't know. I I also because I uh, my dad always built houses with tall ceilings. Right. I like I like tall ceilings. Oh, me too. I mean, this feeling of like I Man, don't know, just open imagination. Open, yeah, it's like the it, it's so the feeling you get when you're like claustrophobic. It it's the opposite of that feeling right. when you're in a place with tall ceilings and you live there. You know, you live in a place with tall ceilings. Um, Except for when birds get in. That being said. Oh yeah, we used to get bats in there every once in a while, and uh, they'd fall down the chimney. I don't know how you like. Can you not make a chimney that doesn't have bats fucking fall down all the time? Yeah, like I think we put like place. a thing on the top. Yeah, you're supposed to put something on top so that I doesn't think, happen. I think that house was supposed to have a lot of things. Dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're missing a lot of things that you're supposed to have. Um, but yeah, we'd get bats down there, and like they'd fall down, and then they just like <laughs> get covered in ashes in the. <laughs> Thing. and then we'd have to like let them out and they'd just fly around and they'd fly right up to the very top <laughs> i remember once oz and austin and i were the only ones home <laughs> and this bat flies out of the fucking stove furnace there and uh we <laughs> because we're the only ones home we don't know what to do so like so oz just like runs into my dad's closet and gets our pe- gets the pellet gun yeah we, we only had like five pellets so we're like okay we have to be very careful with how we aim at this bat and i don't know what was wrong with that pellet gun but its sights were fucked up so like we missed every single time and we ran out of pellets like so quick and and uh so like i was just like okay what like what alternatives we have uh, well, we got a fuck ton of fireworks <laughs> in Dad's closet as well. So Oz just like grabs all these fireworks, and we went like up to the basically to where I wa- like where my room was, that top part. And uh, he like pulls out this firework and just lights it and like points it at the bat, and it just explodes in his hand oh <laughs> because he, realized, he didn't like set like it's a bottle rocket or something. Yeah. So like he didn't like put it in a bottle. He just had held onto it and just explodes. <laughs> Freaks the bat out. Oh, freaks God, us bet. out. Um, and yeah, we just ended up like shooting fireworks at it until it just like it went into. Um, you know how there was a uh, along my room. There's a um a cinder block, uh, yeah. like like um like fence or railing, railing, railing. Yeah. cinder block railing, right? And it's hollow. Yeah. You know, like the, the cinder blocks go down. So he the rat the bat sorry um like went down into there. God. And so, like, Oz and I had no idea where he was. So Oz starts dropping fireworks into <laughs> into the the railing, and just like 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 trying to like blow him out, oh, I guess. God. And uh, and so like he drops all these fireworks down the hole. They all explode, and there's all this smoke coming out. We're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, we see the bat climb out of the smoke. <laughs> like, look at us. Like, what the fuck are you doing? 
God. Austin's like starts screaming. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! And uh, and we ended up grabbing him with um, oven mitts and throwing him outside. So he ended up surviving. Man, that, All that. that seen some stuff. Yeah, that bad is he's like, holy fuck, never going to that chimney again. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking went back and probably patient zero that guy. Yeah, that's actually uh, how coronavirus started. Just a really pissed off bat trying to get back at the world. Yeah, that's right. That is a hilarious story. I can't believe you never told me yeah. that. Try to try to fucking kill a bat with fireworks. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we were smart enough not to like use the 22 indoors. Yeah. Like not to actually use a real gun. Did you tell your parents um, that you used fireworks or no? Uh. Nah, I don't, dude, I don't know. I felt like it wasn't necessary to bring that up to them. Yeah, um, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, we did. I don't know. I, yeah. Another time we got a bat in um, when we were living in the basement. Oh, really? And, and that was like way scarier because it was like in a very confined area and there was so much shit in there and it was just flying around like our kitchen. Yeah. And, uh, Charlie got a um, tennis racket. Yep. Um, and and like, he hit it, <laughs> and and its head like came off, like it like oh like decapitated. And, and like Charlie, yeah, Charlie hits it with a tennis racket. I don't think he was expecting to just stun it and throw it outside, and he hits this thing, and the the head like comes like apart, oh and the bat the, the majority of the bat just like <laughs> falls into the sink, which is nice. Uh, not making much of a mess but then like its head is like in this tennis racket and charlie is like oh my god like what have i done um oh my god and he was yeah he was, he was a little disturbed actually it was it was a little disturbing but um yeah that was that was another bat story jesus you guys had a lot of fun most of the time most of the time we just like caught them with um oven mitts and threw them out that was there's I, one I that it's like I, a normal occurrence. It's just like, yeah, we have oven mitts for bats. <laughs> bat guys, mitts, you dude. You guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> dude, one time, one time, uh, we um, uh, we were driving and found like a freshly killed um, great horned owl. Yeah. And it was like perfect. It was like a perfect specimen, like this huge, <laughs> yeah. beautiful great horned owl, and. Uh, I guess Julia or my parents or whatever was like, oh, well, like, we know a guy in Winfield that likes to do taxidermy or whatever. So, like, we'll just, like, hold on to this for him and give it to him. Like, okay. Is this a thing people do? No. Yeah. Don't, we don't hold on to dead animals for other people that might want them, but whatever. Did you put There's it in the nice freezer? Put it in the freezer. Oh, I think I saw that. And uh, you probably remember that. Um, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bringing Hayden over. Yeah. And. He is like he was so scared of like everything, anything like that, <laughs> and uh, I just like I, I was just going to like get some like I don't know like like hash browns or something, and he's like what what the fuck is that? Because <laughs> we had it in the garbage bag, but its claw was like yeah. hanging out. I was like, oh dude, it's just like a, an owl that we found. <laughs> he's like, why? Why? Is that? It's not like we had a separate freezer. It's just yeah. there with all of our food. <laughs> uh. And he was, like, so scared of it. So I ended up, like, taking it out of the freezer and, like, chasing him around the house with the stead out. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, was, get that away from me. He's like, I think, yeah, I think I, I he ended up being, like, like, that. 
and they were like, what? I don't think they quite questioned it too much, but they're just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so cool. They're just like, mm, no, not really. <laughs> Your parents must have thought that my house was like the Wild West. I didn't, I didn't tell them. Like, they're just like, oh, how, how was, oh, it was good. Like, da, 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 we went on some adventures and that was it. Like, I never really was like, yeah. Cause I also knew like if I told them some of the things, they'd be like, no, you're not allowed to go back there. <laughs> I wouldn't be allowed back. Yeah. But I think that's also too. It was just probably like yeah, they yeah. probably saw how good I was becoming, or just like like it was just a really healthy thing that I was doing, just like doing random stuff, getting off the computers and stuff like that. So they're probably also at the same time just like it's a black box. Don't open that. You know, like just yeah. <laughs> Let them handle it. If he yeah. gets hurt, he gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a few things that probably did not have happened. That swing, man. Like that the swing, swing is probably was probably a terrible, terrible idea. I'm I'm amazed no one died, or like um, paralyzed, or like fell off. Well, yeah, just amazed no one fell. Like amazed that, or not, no one fell. That the rope held for years. Yeah, it was just like a shitty, like shitty rope that we just got like grabbed from the from the garage, <laughs> yeah. and then just like randomly strung between two. Like <laughs> you go like. 20 meters up in the air. Yeah. Swinging on the, on the cliff. It was, uh, that was I awesome. Know. Yeah, we put a lot of trust in, um, rope. Yeah, and then, the, <laughs> what was it, shouldn't. Lucas or something? Yeah, Luke Stelter, he climbed the trees and <laughs> tied the rope on. But, like, like, yeah, I mean, we just trusted his knots for like yeah. years, and they're not. And the, it, like the rope was all like frayed and stuff. Like it could have broken. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and we were like, we weren't like there would be times where you would because it was like for people that may be listening, probably not. Um, it was like this rope was on like a hill, so like you could you you would like swing out and you would go over this giant hill, and then when you would come back, you would basically go up the hill, and so if you sat on this rope, which had like a little crappy wooden plate, you could essentially drag the person all the way to the top of this hill and then just like full sprint down and just yard this person. Like, I don't know, probably 50 feet in the air, just like, and so you, and we, we did that all the time. Like to the point where like you would like jump up, grab the rope and then just like throw all of your body weight. And just like, like I remember being terrified sometimes. Well, you'd hit, yeah, you'd hit the branches and the trees. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, like, the, there's trees all around both sides. And so, like, if you weren't straight, you, you were going to, like, into the forest. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a couple times I almost hit that. Like, there, there was one, the one big tree that was, like, pretty close yeah. to your, your, like, radius of swing that um, was pretty scary. But pretty awesome. Yeah, good times. I don't know. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And uh, now I think like I that's the kind of childhood that makes for like powerful adults, right? Yeah, more paralyzed adults. One of the that are less less scared of things. <laughs> yeah, either very powerful or very there's, weak adults. There's two two timelines uh, that we have passed, and one of them, that one that we're in, is the best one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> It would be awesome yeah, like, when, the, when, when we, like, pass away, if we could, like, see, like, stats of just, like, how close, like, every single time, like, I would go to your house or something like that, like, what was the actual percentage of, like, coming back, like, alive, you know, or just, like, it's like, oh, this tri this time, there was, like, a 87% chance of, like, 
pure death. And it's just like, huh, interesting. You know, like that, that would actually be a really interesting thing if at the end of your life you could see like all of the things that that would be pretty crazy. Especially if there's like, there's probably a bunch you weren't even aware of. They're like, hey, yeah. if you step like six inches over here, you would have been dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like if you were, if you weren't late for that work appointment, you would have been in that accident. Like, you know, shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I was thinking, and it probably have to close it up pretty quick here, but um, on the drive home, like, you know how they have like those animal signs, which is like, oh, deer for the next five kilometers or whatever. Like what, like the, the chances of you actually hitting a deer on like, a, a 20 foot stretch of road like wide road at that specific point in time is like pretty like if you think about all the things that happened you're driving eight hours ago and this deer left somewhere or like just decided at the same time to like intersect it's like what like, what are the <laughs> odds of that happening but it happens all the time like it's so weird yeah i guess you would if you think about the individual car and the individual deer that have this convergence yeah. um, leading up to that moment. But if you think about it in terms of a steady stream of cars and a steady stream of deer. Yeah, it's, true. It's less. Very true. Impressive. Which which is kind of crazy when you think about it, because technically I should be a lot more scared when I drive in general. But then you always be like, oh, well, it wouldn't happen to me. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. We're basically just lying to ourselves all and, the time. And, and the reason I brought We're that up is because I almost cranked a deer on, on the way home. I was like <laughs> near the end of my stretch. I was like 20 kilometers away from home. And then like, sure enough, I see it. And I'm just like, had to basically slam on the brakes. And I was just like, this fucking thing. Like, wow. You know, you never think it's going to happen to you. And it almost happened to me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Good. Good note. I think that was a pretty good pretty good uh, podcast to come back to yep yeah i'd say so um oh shout out to um strong rope uh from canadian tire strong rope for sponsoring this canadian episode tire. and uh actually if i could shamelessly 100% plug strong 100 percent american but not <laughs> no it's canadian uh, go ahead 100 percent american rope from canadian tire <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you for the american rope sponsors from canadian tire uh, shameless plug to uh, sleeptime.ca. That's S-L-E-E-P-T-Y-M-E.ca. It's a new app that I came out with that we are going to be adding some cool features to in the future. Um, plus, there's now a pro app on the App Store, or hopefully will be by the time you guys hear this. So go buy it, please. How much is it? $1.99, I think. That's a bargain. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I'd say. Change, is that Canadian too? Uh, it's it's American on the Canadian store. No, I'm just joking. I think it's Canadian. Well, shit, that's like a dollar American. So yeah, if you can't afford not to have this thing. Go out and get it, all of our American viewers. Go out for <laughs> oh. viewers. We're not uploading video, listeners. Not yet. We probably should. That'd be kind of cool. We do have video. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to actually full screen it though, because it's like actually no, I could just crop and scale. Huh. It's mostly your face they would see, which is fine. You are the better looking person out of the two of us. Good. Good, good. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone, and talk All to right. you on the next podcast of three, two, one, the Jude and Ty podcast. Uh, the Jude and Ty podcast.